to another episode of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of Robinson and Secretary of State for the Home Department, and the citation for this case is 2019 UKSC 11. And this is another immigration case for you this week, focusing on Robinson, a Jamaican national who arrived in the UK back in 1998 at the age of 7. Unfortunately, he has had some trouble with the law, including two robberies, and these have had the effect of triggering deportation proceedings, which is our main focus today. The deportation order was issued in 2013, and an appeal was raised on the basis of his Article 8 right to a private and family life. That appeal was rejected, and by May 2015 there was no further right to appeal. In spite of this, further submissions were made less than two weeks later to the effect that because Robinson's partner was pregnant, there were fresh grounds within Article 8, and that the deportation order ought to be revoked. This was considered by the Secretary of State, but it was held that this did not amount to a fresh human rights claim within Rule 353 of the Immigration Rules, and so the deportation order remained intact. Similar submissions followed the actual birth of Robinson's son, but these were also rejected on the same grounds, and it was against this decision that the current appeal was launched. Interestingly, the first-tier tribunal actually held that it did not have jurisdiction on the basis that no right of appeal actually existed in respect of the decision. A judicial review of the Home Secretary's decision as well as the declined jurisdiction was rejected in the upper tribunal, and so when Robinson also failed in the Court of Appeal, he had no other choice than to go to the Supreme Court, which is where we picked the case up. The best place to start is probably with Rule 353, of the immigration rules, which is probably the cornerstone of the case. What that rule tells us is when further submissions amount to a fresh claim, and so for the submissions to qualify they have to meet two criteria. Firstly, the content has to not already have been considered, and secondly, the further submissions now have to create a realistic prospect of success for any fresh claim as a whole. This rule sits alongside Part 5 of the Nationality, Immigration and Asylum Act 2002, that deals with appeals, and in particular section 82, that sets out the circumstances in which an appeal will be allowed. The basic argument by Robinson is that in order for him to have the right to appeal under the Act, it is not necessary for the Secretary of State to have first accepted that he has a fresh claim under Rule 353. As a legal foundation for this argument, the 2009 case of BA Nigeria and Secretary of State for the Home Department was relied upon to the extent that an appeal can be allowed, even where the further submissions have been rejected by the minister. That didn't hold water with the justices, however, as it was clear that such an understanding of the principle in BA was overly broad, and instead that particular case focuses on situations where there is already an issue that can already be appealed. It stands to reason that if statute law already permits an appeal, then there is no further role for Rule 353 in that scenario. Suggestions had been made in the proceedings that this made Rule 353 redundant, but again this was far too much of an extrapolation. It is instead specifically designed for where there are further submissions to be taken into account. In any case, if it were redundant, then Parliament would surely have legislated to remove it, rather than retaining it and even updating it in line with current human rights jurisprudence. Finally, there was also a suggestion that when the 2002 Act was amended by the Immigration Act 2014, 
it had the effect of changing the statutory regime to such an extent that Rule 353 no longer applied. The justices also found this argument to be unsatisfactory because while those amendments did have the effect of limiting the application of Section 82 and the rights to appeal, it still operates in fundamentally the same way, and importantly it is still up to any claimant to prove that the Home Secretary has refused a valid human rights claim. In this case the further submissions were rejected, and so there was no human rights claim to speak of that could be rejected. On that basis the appeal failed, and it now seems highly likely that Robinson will be deported to Jamaica at some point in the near future. Now before we get to the main comment on this case, it almost feels like I ought to apologise because this has been very complicated and convoluted. In these episodes I always try and break things down so that they are as simple as possible while not losing a sense of what the law is and how it has been applied by the Supreme Court. Here that has been almost impossible because immigration and asylum law changes so often and not in a way to make things clearer for practitioners or anyone else involved. In fact this is a point that was picked up in the judgement itself as a criticism, especially the developments in the law from the period when now Prime Minister Theresa May was heading up the Home Department. There is an excellent analysis of this in the UK Immigration Law Blog that is written by Asad Khan, where it is noted that during this period May actively confronted and took on the legal profession over a perceived weakness and unwillingness to tackle the issue of foreign-born criminals. However, changes in the law only led to further complexity and a series of harsher outcomes in some of the previously borderline cases. If you would like to read more of that analysis, then I recommend that you visit the blog at asadacarn.wordpress.com. That's Asad with one S, and I'll put a link in the description to this podcast episode. The Supreme Court pointed to both the Law Commission consultation on simplification of the immigration rules, as well as the report produced last year by Justice concerning immigration and asylum appeals to further support this point. That consultation paper makes interesting reading and points to several reasons why the rules are as bad as they are at the present time. For a start, there have been a number of significant judicial decisions since the rules were introduced, such as Alvey in 2012, that have caused lengthy additions to the rules. Furthermore, it was also suggested that the rules have become overly prescriptive, and so not only does this add to the length, but also means that the rules are not as applicable as they could be in a range of cases. I would also add to this myself because I think this case of Robinson highlights a further deficiency in the rules, namely that they struggle to interact with the key immigration legislation, such as the 2002 Act, in a cohesive manner. Clearly statute will always take precedence, but the rules are supposed to be complementary, and in an ideal world there would be no scope for conflicts. Hopefully this is something that Nicholas Payne's QC will consider and include in the full report when it is eventually produced. Finally, swinging back to Robinson, I think this is an example of the type of harsh decision that is a consequence of the rules in their current state. That is not to say that the decision of the Supreme Court is wrong in any sense, because they were making a decision based on the technical and jurisdictional issues raised. The arguments raised by Robinson were not exactly strong ones and demonstrated a very skewed view of the case law that heavily favoured their own position. It is certainly not surprising that the justices decided that Rule 353 was not implicitly revoked when it is still contained in the current version of the rules. Nevertheless, if we go back to the original decision by the Home Secretary, 
it does seem harsh that the birth of a child would not at least create the prospect for a chance of success in a fresh claim. Article 8 is all about respect for private and family life, and the addition of a new person to the family is surely a sufficient change in circumstances to merit consideration. If we want to go deeper, then even absent that birth, there are serious questions about sending someone back to a country that they don't really know. Remember, Robinson was only seven years old when he moved to the UK, so it is not like he has only recently arrived here or has any familiarity with actually living in Jamaica. Unfortunately, this is true for a lot of people subject to deportation orders. The decision is made based on what is on a person's birth certificate, rather than whether or not they have a stable foundation in the country that they are being deported to. The justice system has previously been criticised for its failure to rehabilitate offenders, but simply sending them out of the country so they are now someone else's problem is not the solution. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this episode, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. You Remember, you can rate and review the podcast on iTunes. That's always very much appreciated. And also remember to go over to the website uklawweekly.com where you can check out all of the different courses that I have on a variety of legal subjects. I'll be back with another case next week, but for now, bye!